Uh, would you mind just introducing yourself and then then uh telling uh what your job is and what you're doing for the coronavirus and helping patients and all? Sure. So my name is uh, Vikram Oak. Uh, I am a pulmonary critical care physician at uh, Mercy Hospital in Festus. So I uh, take care of uh, COVID nineteen patients uh, in ICU intensive care unit. So these patients are really uh, pretty sick, uh, and most of the time on uh, ventilators. That's breathing machines. Yeah. All right. Cool. So could you first just go over the most common symptoms that you're uh, seeing, and then what age range most of the patients you're seeing、uh, fall in? Well, so because I'm a ICU physician, you know, unfortunately, it's the sickest population、uh, that I get to see.、Uh, you know, as、uh, in general, you know, most of the cases of COVID nineteen are asymptomatic. Out of them, uh, only a few, uh, probably around twenty percent are symptomatic. Around ten percent need hospitalization. Of them, you know, about four or five percent. Uh, are super sick, and few of them actually need ICU care. So the patients that I am seeing as an ICU physician are、uh, really the thickest、uh, percentage of the population. So the age groups, you know, for so far, you know, they have had uh, varied uh, ages. You know, I've taken care of patients as young as fifty,、uh, mid fifties,、uh, to as old as like mid seventies、oh, okay. in the ICU. Yeah. So,、um, what you're saying is that, like, since most of the people are asymptomatic, they're not being tested, correct? Like, could you just、yes. go over the guidelines for testing quickly, if you are aware of them? Right. So, you know, unfortunately, there is not much of.、Uh, I mean, the testing is not available、uh, to everybody. Typically, you know, if uh, uh, they have, they just report、uh, certain respiratory symptoms.、Uh, you know, they they have. I mean, different health systems、uh, in this city have different hotlines. That are available, so you call those numbers, and based on this,、uh, on those numbers, they stratify your risk, and then、uh, they may or may not ask you to come for testing. Okay. So I don't think most. Of, I mean, not not everybody is getting tested at this moment. All right, and、um, could you like just first elaborate on your first encounter with a a, a COVID nineteen patient that required、uh, critical care, and like when did this occur, and how serious the patient's condition was? Sure. So this occurred about、uh, four weeks back. You know, this was a, a patient, a male patient with no risk factors,、uh, meaning no comorbidities like diabetes, hypertension, you know, lung problems, or、mm-hmm. even smoking. He didn't have any such、uh, symptoms, and、uh, you know, he came in with、uh, difficulty breathing and、uh, fevers. Unfortunately, he got tested、uh, positive for COVID, and、uh, within a few days, his symptoms actually started to worsen. And so, you know, he had to come to the ICU.、Uh, he was on a breathing machine,、um, and、uh, you know, he was on pretty high support、um, on the breathing machine.、Um, you know, he could not,、uh, uh, you know, breathe effectively. Causing、uh, you know low oxygen saturations in his blood, so we had to support him. And then he was on a ventilator for close to two weeks, actually more than two weeks, little over two weeks.、Uh, but eventually, you know, he did well, and we were able to、um, 
get him off the breathing machine his recovery was uh, kind of uneventful and uh, you know uh, fortunately he got discharged home oh wow that's really great yeah okay so um there was a mag or there was an article from the science magazine that was also uh you know promoted by Dr Sanjay Gupta and it went over how coronavirus can affect the different parts of of the human body other than the lungs so it can affect the liver kidneys intestine brain have you seen any patients that have this severe of a case of coronavirus and um do, does the you like what sort of organ systems does it usually affect yeah it can affect uh, i mean whatever organ systems you just told me it can affect almost all these organ systems um you know uh, these patients so the most important thing uh, as far as um icu standpoint is concerned is uh, involvement of the heart so you know i've seen some patients uh, with involvement of the heart and that can be pretty dangerous pretty serious as well um you know involvement of the heart can cause uh, uh, some electrical disturbances so the heart rate uh, you know may fluctuate and that may cause serious problems you know even after their lungs have recovered uh involvement of the heart which tends to happen at a later stage can still be very serious okay that's very interesting yeah so um could you go over some of the treatments that your uh your group has been using and implementing to help reduce the intensity of the patient's symptoms and uh incre- improve their conditions like have you been using any of the newer ones such as the co- convalescent uh plasma therapy that has been yeah. being tested So that's a very good question so uh, you know the ma- major treatment for these patients is uh, supportive critical care supporting all the organ systems as far as uh, so that will, that includes you know ventilator support circulatory support you know mm-hmm. uh, feeding them artificially so all these things are uh, uh, pretty important mm-hmm. as far as the therapeutics are concerned you know therapeutics are um, uh, there is no drug that is proven so far to be effective for this disease there's still an investigational uh, stage uh, so you know we have been using uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine also called as plaquenil yeah uh, on these patients we have been using azithromycin mm-hmm. um, there are certain places you know uh, that have enrolled uh in a clinical trial with this medication called remdesivir so uh, those patients you know who are in such facilities get access to this medication if they qualify now there are other sort of uh, medications like i mean other sort of modalities one is convalescent plasma the other is a medication which uh, also modulates your immune system um it's a il6 inhibitor mm-hmm. um also called as uh, tocilizumab so these are two medications that we have been using one is a convalescent plasma and the other is tocilizumab so we've been using these uh, in such patients but you know that as we say uh, as we see trials are still ongoing so right now we cannot say which one is effective so that's why really the main thing is uh, supporting the patients okay uh, support uh, good supportive care is extremely extremely important all right so going on to like uh, you said that you've been using ventilators uh a lot going on to that has there have your hospital experienced a shortage in any sort of uh equipment such as ventilators similar to see uh, what's being seen in New York hopefully it's not the same magnitude i don't think it is either but um could you maybe talk about how 
uh, you're doing with the resources such as the PPEs and ventilators? Right. So, um, you know, luckily, uh, we are not in a situation that New York is facing currently. Uh, so, you know, so far, touch wood, you know, our hospital systems uh, have not gotten overwhelmed yet. Um, so, you know, obviously, uh, social distancing measures that are in effect uh, are playing a huge role in this. Um, as far as uh, conservation uh, of PPEs is concerned, yeah. So that is a major uh, uh, situation, ongoing situation, not only in our hospital and across, this is across all the uh, hospital systems in uh, uh, in the country, actually. So we've had some, uh, uh, you know, conservation uh, measures, um, you know, that are ongoing uh, within the hospital. Uh, and we are following those. So, so far, you know, we've not had shortage of uh, PPEs or ventilators. Okay, that's really good. Um, could you talk about some of the guidelines that you and your colleagues are taking to keep yourself safe? Yeah, so again, uh, the basic uh, uh, measures are uh, frequent uh, washing of hands, you know, uh, sanitization uh, procedures, uh, using PPEs uh, appropriately uh, in these patients. Uh, so, you know, this also pertains uh, to general population, you know, you've got to take your social distancing very seriously. And, uh, you know, basic common sense uh, measures are really important. Yeah. Frequent hand washing, you know, uh, coughing and sneezing uh, uh, at the, in- I mean, uh, you-, you should not cough and sneeze in the open, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, so we've been using such uh, techniques so far. And um, what percent of the patients in the ICU have been discharged in a stable condition? Well, again, like I said, we are uh, still in the early phase of this uh, uh, pandemic, Mm -hmm. especially in uh, this part of the country. Um, So, yeah, we've had, uh, uh, we are are getting more and more patients. But, uh, you know, these patients, when they are on ventilators, it takes quite a while for them. Uh, to get uh, off of the ventilators. But so far, you know, we have had good success, I would say. Um, uh, These patients are uh, uh, getting off the ventilators. At least a few of them have gotten off the ventilators. And, uh, but but the recovery process is pretty uh, uh, lengthy as well because the more you are on a ventilator, the weaker you become. And it takes longer for you to recover. Yeah, I was just about to ask about that. Um, so yeah, yeah I I remember I was watching on um, CNN, Dr. Sanjay Gupta did say that uh, using ventilators for too long can be become too harmful. Are there any ways that you're uh, any any ways that you're trying to minimize this effect and like reduce the amount of time that a patient has to be on the ventilators? Is there any way you can do that? Uh, it all depends on uh, the patient's recovery process. Uh, I mean. Being on a ventilator for so long, I mean, I, I don't, I won't say it's necessarily harmful. I mean, if you have a, a good team, uh, you know, taking care of the patients like we do in uh, the hospitals, uh, you would uh, minimize the complications. I would say complications uh, can happen, um, uh, you know, uh, on a, if the patient is on a ventilator because it's an artificial breathing tube uh, that goes in through your mouth, into the windpipe, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, the more amount that you spend on a ventilator, the chances that you have complications uh, go higher. Complications like, you know, the tube may get dislodged, 
you know, yeah. uh, you may have a secondary infection. You are lying laying in, in a bed for a long time. You may have developed clots. So all these uh, risk, uh, all these events, you know, the risk for all these events can increase. Okay. Uh, so, so that's why you know, um, it it it, uh, uh, it is a it is a it is a disease where. So um, going on to your comment about how you're getting more and more uh, patients, uh, data from the St. Louis Pandemic Response Task Force uh, asserts that the St. Louis area has now seen fewer new coronavirus cases. Is this reflected by the number of new ICU patients uh, you've been treating? Yes. So, uh, so the thing is, you know, uh, the incidents, like newer cases that are coming up, uh, have certainly decreased. That's because of the social distancing measures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, patients um, tend to get sicker, uh, you know, after second week of the, like around the second week of the disease, you know, where you are infected. Yeah. So you may still see patients coming to the hospitals uh, towards the latter half of their illness. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but still, you know, um, um the i mean my hospital is not in st louis county mm-hmm. it's uh, it's actually uh, around 35 miles south but from what i'm seeing yeah i mean uh, the social distancing measures are certainly improving all right uh, the the incidents and uh, uh, luckily you know um, we are definitely not going to see i i feel like you're not going to see a situation like new york yeah all right cool so yeah. um just move, going off of that, based on your experience, how do you see uh, the pandemic in St. Louis and the uh, general area of St. Louis going forward? Do you, when do you believe that the, you know, the main brunt of the pandemic will officially like move on, I guess? Uh, if I'm, I mean, I've not seen uh, the projections for a while, but I think uh in a couple i mean in a week or two i think that's when we are expecting uh a peak happening here mm-hmm. um so i think we are pretty close uh to the peak that's what i feel all right and what do you think about st louis and missouri's response to the pandemic and the actions being taken such as uh the testing facilities the closures that have been occurring and then obviously social distancing do you think that has been adequate well, you know, um, we are doing it in a more measured way. I think that's what it uh, looks like. Uh, you know, whatever we are doing definitely uh, has helped. That's what I feel. Uh, you know, so I feel it's fairly adequate. Okay, cool. And then uh, I just moving on to my last few questions. How has your hospital staff been holding up uh mentally and physically yeah so that is a very uh, important uh, topic very uh, very uh, important question you know uh, obviously you know like i said uh, it is a very labor intensive process taking care of these patients so it is definitely uh, it definitely takes a toll on your um, 
physical well-being you know there are long hours that you have to put in mm-hmm. emotionally as well you know it it can be challenging because you know you don't basically you don't know uh, the disease everybody is learning it's a new new disease nobody i mean initially i mean as far as my experience is concerned a few weeks back when i first took care of my first patient you know i didn't have much of an idea as to how this would pan out uh because we, like everybody else we were learning about the disease but you know uh like i said if you are doing um uh, you know due diligence i mean if if you are taking care of the patients just like any other patient okay mm-hmm. with a positive attitude and following appropriate precautions you know you can you can certainly beat this yeah. and that's what i that's what now uh, we are like i mean now we are like uh, we have learned already and uh, everybody is in good spirits uh taking care of these patients so it's not like it's an overwhelming uh, situation at this moment you know we have uh, we are learning to cope with it uh, we feel pretty con- confident and uh, the spirits are pretty high in fact uh in the icu yeah that's great and then um my last two questions uh what message would you like to give out to the local community well this is real and uh it is uh very difficult disease uh it's highly contagious and it can be very very serious the notion that it doesn't infect doesn't in, i mean doesn't cause as much damage to younger population i don't think that's the right uh, uh the right notion uh i've seen younger population getting pretty sick so uh you know i would say take your social distancing pretty seriously um frequent uh, hand washing maintain distance you know all these basic measures are very important yeah uh, yeah so that's what i would say and then any advice you'd like to give to people my age younger people well you know don't have this concept in your mind that you know either it is uh, it's not going to affect you guys or you know don't be i mean what i'm saying is don't have this extremes of notion where you know some people may think it's extremely uh, difficult or a serious disease while some may think it's it's nothing mm-hmm. uh, take it very seriously i mean um, statistically speaking you know younger population uh, especially in your age group um, has not had so much of a uh, what do you say serious uh, uh, outcomes from this disease but that doesn't mean you're not going to get an infection the it's it's your responsibility to um you know keep your community safe meaning you know you take so uh, adequate precautions so that you know you don't give it to your elders yeah. uh, who are who are more susceptible yeah so so yeah i mean respect what i would say is respect the disease respect the social distancing guidelines and you'll be fine yeah all right i think those are all my questions i want to thank you for your time and thank you for you know just putting yourself out there and your safety out there sure sure thank you appreciate it yeah all right